1: They carry AAPI owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com.
2: It's Friday, March 5th. I'm Akila Hughes.
3: And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is what a day we are reporting that liberals have canceled the horny version of Space Jam's Lola Bunny. Yeah, first
2: they came for racist Dr. Seuss books, and now I guess because somebody decided that they didn't want Lola Bunny to have titties, that's on us too. So, <laughs> fun.
3: What's next? Flubber? <laughs> on today's show, new data on universal basic income, then some headlines.
2: But first, the latest. Now, I am very hopeful that we can get rid of these crazy masks because, you know, we all know. We don't want to wear the mask. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And if we continue to vaccinate more and more and more, we'll get
0: rid of the mask. But I don't know really what the big rush to get rid of the
2: mask is because these masks have saved a lot, a lot of lives. I mean, fact. So that was Republican, <laughs> yes, Republican Governor Jim Justice of West Virginia on CNN yesterday making a pretty obvious point that some other Republican governors just haven't seemed to get. Masks are still the easiest and best tool we have against COVID, even as vaccinations continue across the country. Earlier this week, we talked about the Biden administration's new ambitious goal of having enough vaccines for all adults by the end of May. But ultimately, as it has been for the whole pandemic, most of what affects our day-to-day lives comes from the leaders of our state. So let's talk a little bit about what states are and aren't doing right now.
3: Yeah, so last time we talked about this, it was the decision by Texas and Mississippi to basically open up in defiance of what public health officials have been advising. Both of those states are run by Republican governors. But yesterday, we did have a couple other Republican governors go the other direction. Jim Justice, for one, who we just heard in a Mm -hmm. state which had early success with the vaccination program, but also Alabama's Governor Kay Ivey. She extended the state's mask mandate until April 9th, which is decidedly not radical, but seems so in comparison to what those other states are doing. By the way, in Texas, major companies like Target, Starbucks and CVS are still requiring masks in stores. They would probably prefer to not have liability issues. Mm -hmm. And overall, across the country, if you look at this map The New York Times has put together, there are over 30 states that still have some mandatory masking requirement, which, again, makes all the sense in the world.
2: Yeah, and just to go back to the federal guidance on this, when Biden took office, he started with an ask that people wear masks for at least the first 100 days of his presidency, which would be April.
3: Yeah, not a huge ask at all. Um, And the thinking now is that that is a pretty optimistic estimate. A lot of health experts recommend masking post vaccination, for example. So people Mm. need to kind of get used to this reality. And to give a sense of how much of a grab bag it is across the country right now in terms of reopenings, Connecticut had its own reopening announcement yesterday. Their strategy is to lift capacity limits on places like gyms, libraries, and restaurants while also keeping a mask mandate in place my personal guess is that we'll see more of this kind of testing of the waters by Republican and Democratic governors. But this feels like a sort of uncertain moment in a lot of ways and a continuation of this patchwork way that we've been handling the pandemic all along.
2: Yeah. All right. So let's turn to vaccines for a second. We've begun to average about 2 million shots a day. That's what's up. So Mm -hmm. what started as a supply problem could start turning into a what to do with this supply problem. And again, that's very much up to the states.
3: It is, and it is a better problem to have, of course. But yeah, it is a challenge in its own way. So New York recently announced that three mass vaccination sites, including Yankee Stadium and the Javits Center, shout out Javits for giving my mom her first dose, are going to be administering doses overnight. Officially, New York's hottest clubs, according to Stefan, from now on. Good yep. old reference for uh, the younger <laughs> crowd. Uh additionally, New York City wants to try and set aside some of the single dose J and J vaccines for a new program that is dedicated to older homebound individuals who might find it's it tougher to get out for an appointment. And then also as for J&J in Oklahoma, the governor there recently told the Tulsa World that the J&J shot could be prioritized for unhoused people, saying that it could be useful for populations that might be harder to track.
2: Yeah. And on that point, there are also ongoing questions about equity when it comes to who's actually getting the shots. California mm-hmm. made a really big announcement about that this week. So let's explain it.
3: Yeah, so Governor Newsom said that the state is going to begin sending 40% of doses to the most vulnerable neighborhoods within the state. Those areas have been defined by healthcare access, education level, household income. And according to the AP, that covers 400 zip codes and about 8 million eligible people, with a lot of the focus in LA County and the Central Valley. The reasoning here seems to be twofold. One is Newsom saying it is the right thing to do, which I agree with, and Mm -hmm. also that he thinks it would facilitate reopening. Notable that this is happening as he faces a recall effort. Reportedly, the standards for who gets vaccinated will remain the same for now. Individuals 65 and older, grocery workers, farm workers, educators, and more. The plan is to go through tiers of easing restrictions in those areas based on how many doses are allocated. So... That is a quick look at our lovely U.S. of A. Meanwhile, the Senate has begun its debate on the COVID relief bill. We will have more of an update on that in the days ahead, but we have an interesting story that might have gone under the radar this week about what happens when the government sends checks to people.
2: Yeah, so there's some really big news on the universal basic income or UBI front. Beyond Andrew Yang's failed presidential run, there have been a few endeavors into UBI as a way to bolster economies and promote more equality. One is an experiment in Stockton, California. Back in 2019, former mayor Michael Tubbs randomly selected 125 people living at or below Stockton's median income of 46 k to get a basic income of $500 a month for two years straight, no strings attached, no repayment necessary. There's a great doc on HBO about it called Stockton on my mind, but the news is this week we got some data on the impacts of the first year of the program and they're pretty impressive.
3: I'm going to go ahead, take a shot in the dark and guess that it worked.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> the obvious findings were that UBI helped reduce income volatility, helped people pay down their debts or emergency bills and increase quality of life regarding anxiety, depression, all the things that money can, you know, just enact in your life.
3: Yeah. So in this case, Mo Money, fewer problems. And then <laughs> there were maybe some less obvious findings here as well.
2: That's right. So one of the biggest critiques of programs like these are that if people are given money, they'll be lazy and unmotivated to work, which is a horribly reductive argument that completely misunderstands poverty's causes and effects on people. So if you've whined about UBI in that way, poo-poo to you, because they found that this monthly stipend increased full-time employment by 12%, which is more than double the increase for people who didn't get the stipend. There's already a large body of evidence that supports just giving people money to get them out of poverty. And in a time when so many conservatives and Joe Mansions are whining about essentially giving Americans $2,000 after they prolong the economic volatility of the pandemic because they consider helping Americans in a crisis a handout. It's important to note that the labor force won't shrink because of a paltry one-time payment. In fact, it won't shrink if you make payments regularly.
3: Mm -hmm. I hope people heard the last part. And as a (laughs) part of the study, the researchers talked to the participants to figure out why they were seeing these impacts. So what do we know about why the stipends increased employment?
2: The researcher said that the money actually created capacity for goal-setting, risk-taking, and personal investment for people. You know that top chunk of the hierarchy of needs? Like, yeah, you can start to approach it when the bottom chunk is met. So whether it's called UBI or stimulus checks or expanded unemployment insurance or child tax credits, I don't think we're likely to stop talking about the government giving people money in this country, especially since, as The Atlantic points out, millennials, who are the only generation to end up poorer than their parents due to two once-in-a-generation recessions, atrophying wages, and loaded housing costs have become the largest voting block finally.
3: Right, right, right. And also related, you know, getting people out of poverty is good for the government as well if you need mm-hmm. that argument. There was a recent <laughs> article in the New York Times about how state tax revenues have actually been okay during the pandemic because of the government giving extra unemployment money out. Basically, it kept retail sales up, which was good for businesses and also for sales tax.
2: Yeah, if you want people to spend money, you probably should give them some money. Perhaps Mm -hmm. America can take a note from every other country that invests in its citizens and cut the check. We'll let you know if they do, but that's the latest for now. It's Friday Wad Squad, and for today's Tim Check, we've got the latest in space vacations. A Japanese Mm. billionaire named Yusaka Maizawa has booked his own private lunar expedition, and he's inviting everyday people to sign up to join him on the trip. Maizawa's Mm. trip won't be until 2023 at the earliest, and he'll travel on a SpaceX ship. Initially, he had also posted ads online just trying to find a girlfriend on the trip, but he scrapped that plan (laughs) and has now opened applications to everyone. There are eight available seats. Giddy, are you signing up? And what are your thoughts on this offer?
3: Oh, man. So initially, I thought that this was a terrible idea for what we were saying earlier, you know, the pressure of having to talk to people on the longest <laughs> flight in, in yeah, recorded history. Yeah, no way.
2: I don't want to make small talk on a fucking flight to the moon.
3: I We're talking days, weeks here, at least Oof. Months.
2: Yeah, aren't they going past the moon? So it's pretty bad.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. It could be. It could be a disaster. But then, but then, my my second thought was, what a story this would be. <laughs> what a wild, wild story this would you be. Think you think you need
2: more stories in your life? You're living in a pandemic. <laughs> what
3: it's else true. you got to tell true. your
2: grandkids?
3: Hey, we don't know how 2023 is going to look. It we right. might, you know, need something like a space trip. Yeah. to liven things up a little bit for, you know, for the purposes of a story. I don't know. I I mean, this also does sound like a scenario where everybody on the ship would either be killed one by one by an alien or by the man who arranged the trip. Fully, um, yeah.
2: Isn't that like the plot of every movie where it's randos getting to do something for free? It's never free, guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I'm talking myself in and out of this <laughs> as we go.
2: You play um, both sides, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, but I'm I'm intrigued. How, how are you viewing this offer? I mean, I'm pretty man.
2: sure I've said this in the Tim check before, but going to space is my greatest fear. I have mm-hmm. no desire to do it. I think that we're on Earth for a reason. You know, everybody who's ever been in my family has always been on Earth. Um, so it just <laughs> seems like a real good way to die for no reason. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I'll just take my chances. Um, I also am a little worried about space madness as a concept. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just on a plane or I guess a ship going to a place you've never been, who's to say you might not hear something? Go a little wild then then you know like i don't think you can defend yourself when you come back and it's just you
3: right right yeah there's so, there's exactly. a high potential not only of this person being the murderer but me turning into the murderer right you don't as want a result that. yeah of losing it up there <laughs> yeah you're you're making you're making great points but still what a crazy story
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, when you went to the moon with a billionaire and you came back with all this money alone it's a good story Uh, I think it ends in jail time (laughs) just like that we've checked our temps stay safe hey maybe enjoy the earth in the meantime decide later if you're going to go to the moon and we'll be back after some ads
1: What a Day is brought to you by Viori. Viori Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about. Mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say I did not know clothes could be... What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals.
0: Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it
1: easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/wad. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h-m-o-n-e-y.com/wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? word <laughs> tax week, man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love
0: that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp.
1: Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank. Members FDIC. Terms and conditions
2: apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines.
3: Italy blocked a quarter million doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine from being exported to Australia yesterday. The country took advantage of new measures under the EU that allow member states to vet and restrict the export of COVID-19 vaccines in certain situations. Italy's government justified its decision by citing AstraZeneca's delays in providing its vaccine to Italy and other EU countries. Italy also noted that Australia isn't considered a vulnerable country by EU standards. The new export control system was made back in January after EU leaders and AstraZeneca had a public dispute about the company falling short of its promised supply of doses. The World Health Organization criticized the new system, suggesting that it could jeopardize global supply chains for vaccines.
2: A series of major earthquakes struck near New Zealand yesterday, prompting tsunami warnings for the island and for a large portion of the Pacific. All three quakes shook above a 7.3 magnitude, with the highest at 8.1. That was the strongest earthquake to hit the globe since an 8.0 magnitude quake in Peru in 2019. Coastal New Zealanders were told to rush to higher ground twice within six hours yesterday, yikes, with official Mm. advisories to even ditch their cars and go by foot to avoid traffic. No. Uh, There were reports of water leaving the coastline, which is often a signal that a tsunami is approaching. At some point in the day, Hawaii, American Samoa, and countries in South America were also given tsunami warnings, but they were downgraded later. Experts say it is extremely unusual for three earthquakes to occur within a 300-mile radius of a common point in less than eight hours
3: don't like the extremely unusual phrase when it's ascribed to disasters. Sure don't. We're still wrapping up the last of the scandals from the Trump administration. On Wednesday, a report was released showing that Trump's transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, used her office to help family members who run an international shipping business. Chow's dad founded Foremost Group, which works extensively with the Chinese government. In her role as Transportation Secretary, Chow repeatedly asked her staff to do work for her father, including marketing his memoir, Interesting, and keeping a list of his awards. She also made plans for a State Department visit to China, where she'd travel with her dad and sister and visit several of their business partners. That trip was later canceled amid ethics concerns. All this prompted an investigation from the Department of Transportation's inspector general back in December 2020, but Trump's Justice Department declined to follow up. Hmm. Also relevant, Senator Mitch McConnell, who is Chow's husband, used his role in the Senate to push for appointing a new DOT inspector general the day after the acting IG reported his wife's behavior to the DOJ.
2: I mean, there is just no bottom. Uh, If you've noticed monkeys posting more unmasked group shots lately, there's actually a reason for that. Some of them are getting vaccinated. Six great apes at the San Diego Zoo got two shots each of a COVID-19 vaccine back in February, according to National Geographic. They didn't even have to put on old lady costumes to trick people into thinking they were eligible. They just got a special drug that was developed just for animals. The apes are now being tested for antibodies to see if the vaccine is working. San Diego Zoo is the same place where a troop of eight gorillas tested positive for covid back in january but they've all since recovered thankfully as one of our closest relatives in the animal kingdom it's only fair that they should get to experience our sickness
3: it's true and uh maybe i hope the vaccine does not lead them to take over the world which you You know
2: i mean hey maybe we need something to take over the world (laughs) and those are the headlines
3: One last thing before we go, exciting news we have for you. I'm talking like Yoda. Crooked has a brand new sports podcast. Take Line is a weekly show hosted by writer Jason Concepcion and former WNBA all-star Renee Montgomery that is all about sports, culture, politics, the New York Knicks, I'm sure, and the ways (laughs) they intersect and impact each other.
2: Yeah, it's a fun, fast-paced, thoughtful show, and whether you're hardcore into sports or just dabble, it's a really great listen. The trailer is out now. Subscribe today so you won't miss the series premiere on March 16th. You can find Take Line on Apple Pod, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
3: That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, join us on a trip to space, and nope. tell your friends to listen.
2: <laughs> and if you're into reading and not just angry comments on posts from maskless monkeys like me, What a Day is also <laughs> a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes.
3: I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and stay, stay safe, safe over, over the weekend. weekend.
2: Yeah, you know, just chill out. <laughs> Relax.
3: Yeah, Kick back. we don't tell you that as often as we should, but we we still believe that you should stay safe. Just want mm-hmm. to make clear. We want that. I don't think you should be unsafe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a Day is a production of Crooked Media.
3: It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akilah Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by
2: Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Hey, What A Day listeners, we've got a podcast recommendation for you. Good Words with Kirk Franklin welcomes people from every cross-section of life seeking inspiration and empowerment. Through intimate conversations exploring faith, redemption, and the realities of today's world, Kirk invites us to see ourselves in the shared moments between him and his guests. The show provides a fun and energetic outlet to lift people up and share trials and tribulations that guests have overcome along the way. Guests include Chance the Rapper, Pharrell, Her, Kelly Rowland, Glennon Doyle, and more. New episodes every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe wherever